podcast with Mo. What up and welcome to episode 18 of a podcast with Mo. Uh, this week we are joined by Wyatt and by Dom. I will say I probably say the most offensive stuff I've said in a while. I don't know why it just happened. Um, we give an update on Snappy's foot because that's fun. Um, talk about voting and politics, uh, the package bomber stuff, racism, some books, charities. Red Dead Redemption 2 gets talked about quite a bit. Um, when Dom's on, you know, we always talk about the NBA with him. So the last uh, probably 10 minutes or so is all NBA talk. Talk about Kanye. Um, I'm going to start a beef with the new time zones. Or I'm sorry, just new time zones is the band name. Um, but yeah, really pretty, pretty good one, I think. Uh, so thanks for listening. What up? But we are joined by Wyatt. What up? And uh, real quick, I got to get to something because normally Snappy is my first co-host every episode. That's why I like to do it for whatever reason because our polar oppositeness. But Snappy could not make it this week because he almost lost his toe. So as everyone, if you've listened to the podcast, knows he's had this foot surgery. And his toes are all fucked. Well, they're less fucked now because they straightened him out. But he had more issues. Apparently, he was kicking a wall in the middle of the night violently to where it like fucked up his toe and then it got seriously infected and now he has like crazy staph infection to where they thought he was gonna loot they're gonna have to like amputate his toe earlier this week damn um he has kept it for now he's gonna be out of out of work or whatever for eight more weeks uh, uh really need to consider starting to go fund me for him i told him just to start one or he mentioned he might so if he does um i will share all about it because i mean not being able to work um is something you don't really think about until you know someone who can't work and you're like, Oh yeah, that's, that's sucks. <laughs> and like you just don't think about that shit. Um, so I'm sure next week or the week after whenever he can make it back. Cause I don't know when he'll be back on. Um, I'm sure he'll give us the real story, but more or less that's what happened this week. And so that's my brief update on him. Um, and so all the kinds of thoughts and prayers to snappy, cause I know he'll appreciate them, you know? Sorry, the thoughts and prayers were sarcastic for anyone out there who does not catch that. Um, I was wondering. I was like, I don't. I'm not going to say anything because he's like your family and everything. But no, he he would laugh at that. I think. Um, we'll see. Um, also, the day this podcast comes out is a day to go vote. Um, in mo- in a lot of states, That's right? Maybe every state has some election. I don't know. Uh, but go vote and shit. Unless you're going to vote for stupid shit, then don't vote. I'd rather you <laughs> not vote if you're not educated honestly about shit um but my job is just letting me off work to go vote like for the whole day that's pretty dope my job see so in oklahoma and you know a little lesson to the the listeners in oklahoma the law is if you don't have a three-hour window on one side of your shift or the other with which to go vote then they have to give you two hours of paid time off with no repercussions whatsoever to go vote. Right. And uh, it's like if it's before, if you come in before 10 a.m. and leave after 4 p.m., there's some time. Yeah. Yeah. 
So yeah, so it, it's yeah, it's, it's ten and four because the polls are open from seven to seven. So right. I fall into that category. So I reached out to my HR office and I was like, hey, I'd like to request time off to go vote on Tuesday. Right. And they were like, okay, um, yeah, work that out with your department, and then you can use your PTO to cover the hours. And I was like, no, I am requesting additional PTO for that purpose because I don't have a three-hour window on either side of my shift. Right. And they were like, as we said, work that out with your department and then use your PTO. And so I just don't think that the person that I was talking to is aware that that's like a thing. Right. So I sent like a copy of the or, law. Or I would say you should keep record of all of this. And so in case yeah. something cool can come out. Of <laughs> so I, you know, I sent a copy of the law and she was like, I'll look into this and get back with you. And I'm like, okay. And I don't want to be a dick, but I also don't want to wake up early and go vote. You know? Right. Or like, like re- use your lunch break or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, if you have to, I'm sure you will. Cause you care about that. Well, shit, yeah. But- I mean, yeah. But even with the lunch break, I mean, you know, 15 minutes to get there, 15 minutes to get back. That means I only have 30 minutes to vote. I've been in line right. to vote for that long before. So, you know, um, that's why I just want that uh, extra time. Um, but yeah, I mean, I could wake because I go to work at nine. I could wake up at seven and right. go vote before, but I just don't want to. Fuck and, that. Like, There's leg- this law. Yeah, legally, I don't have to, <laughs> and I don't want to. And so, you know, I feel I'm you, man. That time off. Feel yeah, you. go to vote.org and uh, and find out all your your. Uh, States, yeah, like there's this voter one laws. People care about a lot right now a state question in Oklahoma about like eye doctors and Walmarts. Mm-hmm. And I don't even, I half get it because I've read some stuff here or there, but the state question shit's so hard if you don't. I know there is like an, an official place you can go to to actually view it, but whenever yeah. you're just relying it's called on like downballot.com, I think. Okay. It's great you know that actually. Um, but I feel like when you look shit up, it's like they're like they're saying eye doctors will run the Walmart. People <laughs> are like Walmart are gonna be slaving eye doctors. Like, neither one of these can be true. <laughs> like everyone's so fucking crazy. Some of that fake news, man. Yeah, it's true. There is so much fake news these days. Um, I hate using the term, but it is like. The people who love the term are the ones who make the fake news, in my opinion. Uh, agreed. It's, it's agreed. so crazy. Um, also, random shit, but in case people like podcasts, I don't know if you ever heard of Freakonomics Radio. Oh, it's great. Um, it is amazing. I'll, episode 356, I listened to this week, and immediately, like 10 minutes in, was like, I have to write down and recommend on the podcast. It's about the duopoly of America. So, like, you know, like a monopoly is where one company owns everything. The duopoly is like Coke and Pepsi, and they get into that whole shit. Right. And it's like, Coke and Pepsi isn't shit compared to Republicans and Democrats' <laughs> hold of a duopoly in American sure, politics. Sure, And it just gets into how they, they fucking rig the system against anyone else. How it's like you think they're against each other, but they're actually all fucking yeah. colluding together against everybody. Like, yeah, I buy it's that. just good, man. Uh, so if anyone has an hour to kill this week, Freakonomics Radio, episode 356. So uh, what's been going on in your world, man? Uh, I mean... Not a lot. It hasn't been that long since I did a podcast, so I don't right. have I don't have um, that much new stuff going on. Um, mainly just a lot of work and whatnot. Yeah, work work is the worst. Well, I have a whole fucking list of shit I can bring up, get Good. your opinion on. Good. Um, something I'm going to look up about uh, for next week's podcast. 
So people look forward to is I'm going to figure out who the fuck George Soros is <laughs> because apparently he is every Republican's nightmare. Yeah, he's a Republican boogeyman, man. And he's affecting this election we're about to have and all kinds of shit. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, it might make me a bad Democrat, but I do think that Soros you know, has too much of an influence on elections. I think anyone with money right. has too much of an influence on elections. I think that. The idea that corporations are people and therefore can contribute like any amount of money to a political campaign is absurd because we end up with this, you know, just plutocracy of instead of a democracy, you know, plutocracy being like the you know rule of the richest people. Right. You know, and the idea that these politicians take money from all these different donors and then don't do anything for that money is absurd. These corporations don't exist to like, you know, be nice to politicians. They want a return on their investment. Right. And that's so, cause like get. he was a nice guy at my fundraiser or at his yeah. fundraiser. Yeah. So I'm just really going to help him out. Yeah. See, no. I, I have like a weird thought of like, I do have those thoughts as well, but I also have this, but there's so many people voting and there's so many poor people that are like, yeah, let's vote for that. And I'm like, that's not going to help you. Like, I don't know. Some I'm totally going to bring up with Dom later because I feel like I have to because Dom, I think, will be on this episode. Um, and because I think it's weird if two white guys talk about it, but like I was listening to Charlemagne the God on Bill Simmons' podcast this week and he said some of like, well, black people, they need to make sure politicians are doing stuff for black people. And I was like, to me, and I get it's like different because it's like a minority not in power and all that, but I'm like, if white people were like, you know what? I want to make sure my politician does stuff for white people, we would be like, Hey, hey, you can't say that. So there's like this weird thing where people are like, I'm going to hold my vote hostage until you make a promise to me. And everyone does it. And then the politicians are like, I got to make all these promises to all these groups. Right. So I just think people should be more. I say poor people should be like, hey, give us fucking jobs or I'm not voting for you. But then again, what the fuck are they going to do? Yeah, I, uh, you know, I actually agreed with something that Tucker Carlson said oh man yeah. yeah see i agree with megan kelly a lot and it boils my own life, but. <laughs> I, I i can't you know i can't stand tucker carlson but he was doing this debate with chank uger who's the host of the young turks youtube channel right and they were doing this this debate and a lot of the things that he said were just openly racist and terrible and stuff but he was talking about automation and um kind of corporations kind of selling out to to automate selling out their employees for automation purposes and um, how people are going to be out of work and stuff. Right. And uh, you know, my immediate response and because for whatever reason, this is like the liberal position right now is like, you know, you can't stand in the way of progress. You know, it's the same thing that I say whenever people are mad at the self checks at Walmart. No, like, I don't want to do your job for Pissing you. I've Pissing already talked about too. this podcast, but it, it pisses me off too. And I, and I say, you know, look, it's, it's, it's progress. It's convenience. Like never in human history. Have we ever not, you know, implemented technology just because it might put somebody out of work or whatever. Right. Like we have to adapt to the changing technology. But then Tucker Carlson was like, since when did Democrats become the party of like corporations being able to do whatever they want. Like when a Democrat talks about like emissions from like a, you know, toxic waste plant or whatever, right. they're like regulate, regulate, regulate. But when it comes to automation, putting people out of work and stuff, 
for some reason, you know, you guys are convinced that these companies need to do whatever they want. And he said, and I'll tell you why that is. It's because the companies driving this automation, like the ones really behind it, like right. Tesla and Google and, you know, um, SpaceX, the, like the, right. the really big companies are also, you know, whenever you think of liberal companies, it's those. Like when right. you think of like, you know, California, um, you know, startups, you know, Facebook and all that kind of stuff. They donate a ton of money to Democrats. They put out this message that they're, you know, progressive. Right. But really all they're doing is just buying your belief in them. And they're doing the same stuff that like all these other companies are doing. And I was like, you know, might be right. <laughs> Fucking Tucker Carlson, goddamn bow ties at a point. Um, yeah, I agree. I mean, I like to not be, I mean, I'm not registered li- Republican or Democrat at the moment. So I always feel cool about that. Like, <laughs> oh fuck y'all. I'm not on y'all's teams. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think both sides are corrupt. And I think it's very obvious in a lot of ways to see it of kind of like when Cory Booker, is that his name? Yeah. Um, when he got called out about the whole pharmaceutical thing, yeah, like so bad that he had to just come out and be like, they paid me a lot of money, but I'll change my story now. Like, and he had to just publicly yeah. come out and do like an about face, but it had to yeah. be like public in a press conference. He could. Yeah. And so I thought that was kind of cool that like people shit on him so much on the internet that he had to say something. Which is why you all need to visit wolf-pack.com and get money out of politics. Wolfpack.com? Wolf-pack.com, yeah. So it's like an NWO thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's basically just this... Um, organization to get money out of policy they want they want to make a, a constitutional amendment to reverse um citizens well yeah there's other countries where it's like all right two months before the election day you can start and you have a hundred thousand dollars each kid. yep yep why wouldn't you makes total sense yep i honestly just get tired of seeing attack ads it's the cool thing about not having cable now is you don't have to see them as much um which did you know that there's actually already like in your tax forms that you fill out, there's already a blank that says, would you like to donate oh, yeah. to um, give to the what you were just talking about, the mutual, you know, right. fund that people can draw from. But nobody like checks it. Yeah. Well, there's that. And there's also it as if you want to just donate to your party. Yeah, that's also on there. Yeah, um, I don't know about that, but there's this. I was there's this one that it's like the government does already keep like a, a fund of money, and every politician gets like a share of that, but it's so small, and they're allowed to raise outside money. Right. You know, I think there should just be a tax. Every American pay you know fifty bucks a year or whatever, and that's three hundred million times fifty. Well, I think the reason. Know, it wouldn't work if I had to be devil's advocate here. It's like, okay, let's say we do that. You each only get so much money, but one guy's super rich. What stops him from like, when you're not looking, paying other people to go out and cheer for him and Hey, I'll buy your vote. I mean, that can happen. Yeah, now, I mean, but, but you but, can make that argument about any law, right? I mean, what's about, to yeah. stop people from killing people, right? Like why, why have a law? Right. I agree. To make I mean, I not kill each other if they can just the do it anyways. Gun control shit of being like, well, you're going to make guns legal. And I'm like, you make murder illegal. Right. Like yeah. we make shit illegal. So I get what you're saying, but I still think in that way, in the current way, at least the Facebooks, the liberal companies of the world can help combat the conservative businesses of the world. So they're fighting it out business style. Um, and again, I, 
It's all about the Bilderberg Group and the Trilateral Commission. That's my Alex Jones take for the day. Oh. Some I've kept with me for like 11 years since I watched the Obama Deception, which was the only time I've watched one of his movies. And it was great. I loved it. I just highly recommend it. If you can find it on the internet, I'm sure it's fucking scrubbed off some internet a long time ago. Um, one thing we brought up last week was the package bomber because I didn't know shit about it, really. It was sure. like, pretty new to me at the time. Sure. And Snappy, I'm not trying to call you out because I know you're going to get sensitive about this, was pretty much just like, it's a scam. It ain't oh real. They're trying to turn the elections. Um, turns out, dude's a huge fucking Trump supporter. Now, I've already seen conspiracy theories that that is also fake. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like we say, on the, like I say on the podcast every time I come here, the truth does not matter anymore. We right. live in a post-truth society. I saw one, All that matters is what people believe, and they will contort reality to fit their belief right. rather than contorting well, their the belief. The evidence I saw was the picture that they showed on the first news video feed versus the pictures they released later. One sticker of the 30 stickers is different. And I'm like, or stick with me. Someone photoshopped that picture. Right, like, I right. think that's way more it's possible. It's a conspiracy about a conspiracy. Yeah. So um, it's, in, it's interesting. Uh, the guy definitely seems to be a crazy person. To me, this is the only thing I don't, I don't like about the news is on both sides. Who thought the guy didn't like Trump? Before he was even caught, if this guy existed, because I understand there's a whole side that said he didn't, but once we were like, okay, the guy exists, if we can establish that, of course he did. All of them were sent to fucking the Obamas, the Clintons, and other liberals. Right. Like, well, the conspiracy was that a liberal did it in order to in order to allow the media and stuff to say, look at these violent Trump supporters. Trump right. supporters are so violent, you know. But... We don't need any more fucking evidence for that. There's remember, already enough. There's I just footage of Trump supporters that beating punching. the shit out of people. Yeah. I swear that got punched the dude at the rally yeah. forever. Like, that'll yeah. always be with me. Like, we already have evidence that we don't need <laughs> to bomb our fucking favorite people, you know, plus Hillary Clinton, to get any more ammo. We have enough. All right. My last Trump thing that I had on my little list here in politics, and we'll move on to more fun stuff maybe. Uh, he may change the Constitution. No, okay. Let me yeah. rephrase. He can't. He technically cannot change the Constitution by an executive order, but he thinks he can. And if he thinks he can, that means there are Americans who also believe him and thinks he can do it. But I'm pretty sure from what I have looked up, that's not possible. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely not. He ha- oh, it has and to it's be to make sure to change the birthright citizenship in which... His son would not qualify, yeah. or Baron Trump at least was born before he was married to Melania Trump, so he would technically not qualify underneath Trump's new rule. Yeah, which I find funny. Yeah, I mean, I just think that's the craziest fucking thing. Is I mean, for this country's entire existence, if you're born here, you're American. If right. your parents were born here, you're American. Those are the two rules, you know. And now it's just. Like, I, I would assume if your parents were born here, right? Well, you know, but like, I mean, that's just so fucked, you yeah, know, like, it's just different. Like, I know people who are like, oh, I'm German and American because we were on a base, right? right? Like, I was born in a military. You're like, oh, cool. You get a German citizenship. And Germans are like, yeah, sure. Fine. Whatever. Yeah. And then we're over here like, nope, <laughs> we're taking it away. You yeah. fucking babies. Yeah. It doesn't make sense, man. And it's just, 
It's just because they fucking hate brown people. They're just like, fuck the Mexicans right. coming. It's not a problem if it's like a Russian, right? Comes over right. Right. or an Italian, right. right? Yeah. And there are, and what's funny, any not of the funny, the good races. Yeah. When it, what's crazy when you think about it is the time period in which like there were so many white people that there were a difference between like Irish and Italian and German. And I get there are. But like me and you don't know that we like I don't think and all where we're at in Oklahoma we're not around like I, I bet that guy's fucking a quarter Italian yeah and no this but there was a time where people would be like get the fuck out of here you Irish right and yeah. it was like oh y'all and I feel like in that time period it was probably easier to not be racist in some way to be like you got it you're like yeah they are treating me different because I'm Irish all right fellow Indian or whoever yeah. <laughs> of color yeah, whereas it right. now it's like there's a giant white amalgamation of like. Oh, yeah, you're white. Yeah. So I don't know how we fix any of this. And I just assume eventually everyone will get a little more tan. And so like in a thousand years, there won't be as much of a difference in American. Yeah, that's true. I think I told you this story before one time, but yeah, I kind of was accidentally racist Uh, on Memorial Day. I was (laughs) at the, the beach with my wife and I was just looking around, you know, and I look at my wife and because there were a lot of Hispanic people there, right. like a whole lot. So I look over to my wife and I was like, you know, in like 50 years, there just aren't going to be white people anymore. And she was like, what did you just say? And I was like, I'm not saying that's like a bad right. thing. I don't think I'm you just saying that, at all. I just, I'm just saying that like, you know, there are more of them than there are of us. And like multiculturalism is like being like a bigger and bigger thing every year. People are more and more okay with interracial relationships right. as it should be. And that just means that like eventually the only white people will be like the fucking rednecks in Alabama that are fucking their cousins because right. the only alternative is going to be to, you know, be with some other race. Right. I think this is where Which it's going to change. Um, I, I agree. That would all be fine. And I think if America should be the place that you don't know what race anyone is, because that's how we were found right? the great American melting pot. Mm-hmm. Now, if you went to a European country or someplace that's not America, it would make sense if like, Oh, they're all pretty much whatever. Cause they're the ones that stayed there forever. Right. America is where everyone went to like figure it out. So anyway, I, I agree that would be way cooler if it ever got like that. Um, but I would even say it's going to change once it's cool for like white guys and minority females to get together. Because right now, and this is probably super racist, but I'm going to say it anyway. If you made a chart of the most attractive gender for race, I think like black guy and white girl are like the top of the list. Like every minority guy has that a dream of like you know scarface where he like comes over and he's like i'm gonna get a white girl like a blonde american girl like that's just a thing so i do think they're held in high esteem and then i think i think that's why a lot of white guys are racist because they're like i want to be liked and i want to have <laughs> girls i just do think that's part of it and i for whatever reason it's not as commonly acceptable today if you saw like an african-american woman and an asian man you just don't see that often and then right. even if that guy went up and asked her out what's the chances she would take him seriously like yeah i'm not saying any of this is right or wrong it's just it is what it is i feel like so i think once all that's like it's still cool right now for like any race of god to date a white girl like, right but it's not always necessarily the same for the other way like a white sure. guy with whatever i mean sure but i guess it is with like a white guy and asian girls for whatever reason that's a thing that fucking you see a lot more in the world so 
eventually you got to just cross those barriers, I feel like. And then when it's truly the great American melting pot of the orgies of races. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. I think that that'll be a good time. I think, I mean, I think that we'll probably still find ways to be racist though. Right. Like even whenever everyone's the same color, we'll still find some way to hate each other. Right. Like look at that fucking blue eyes. (laughs) Fucking. And then we'll figure out some, all these fucking. I'm actually reading, uh, I'm reading a book right now. Anyone that likes sci-fi, um, it's called red rising and it's basically, yeah, it's fucking awesome. It's basically set in this like future where, we expanded to like the other planets in our solar systems and the other moon in our solar system and stuff. But we, um, basically are divided into these casts. Right. Um, and every cast is represented by a color. So there's the reds who are at the very bottom and they do like manual labor and shit. And there's the pinks who are like the prostitutes and the artists and stuff like that. Cool. And, and Very then, creative to be a prostitute. They're all the same. <laughs> and then there's the whites who um, are like lawyers and judges and stuff. There's the blacks who are like the military. Um, and then there's the there's the golds, and the golds are the rulers. Right. And but every caste was subjected to like thousands of years of eugenics to make them you know, good at their one thing. Right. So the pinks are bred for beauty and creativity and the reds are bred for strength and dumbness. Right. And, uh, the golds are like bred basically to be superhumans. Their brains process stuff like six times faster. So it kind of makes sense. They're the rulers, right? Their bones are like five times stronger. They're, you know, their reflexes. I mean, just, they're just superhumans. They're just good at everything. Right. Um, and the book is basically about this red who, um, joins like this rebellion and, um, but the only people that really own the, the fleets and the stuff are the golds. So he goes to this science, creepy science, mad scientist dude who like genetically engineers him to be a gold you know, makes his bones denser, puts microchips in his brain to make his brain process faster. Right. And then, um, he joins like the gold military Academy and is trying to work his way up to be like a leader of a fleet. And then he's going to like, you know, turn on him. Right. Well, that sounds cool. I'm have to check it out. My wife's reading a book right now that she's really into called educated. And my wife just like tells me like every, you know, chapter of what happened. And it seems really interesting. So that's nice. I'm sure it's uh, gonna be a real good book. I may have to read it eventually because my wife really hopping it up. All right, my last political thing: Mueller false accusations. We hear a lot about people saying, "Well, they could have just paid these women to make these accusations against all these Republicans." Um, but something came out this week about someone basically got caught blackmailing Robert Mueller, saying he had or that there were sexual accusation misconduct accusations against him and the fbi caught it like immediately something like that if you read about this what and it was fake right oh that's yeah that's hilarious i just think it's good that someone and i want to say it's something to the extent of some politicians like lindsey graham even made a comment like a month ago like well we'll just pay some woman to come 
say something against Robert Mueller. So now the FBI has to investigate Lindsey Graham because it's happened and he made a statement publicly. Man, fucking, I mean, what's, see, you and I hear that the FBI debunked that and we're like, yeah, so there, there you go. No one's paying women. The FBI's on top of it. Right. And, you know, but like other people will hear that and they'll be like, well, of course you can't trust the FBI. Right. And it's like, what fucking world do you live in? (laughs) But, to me, it'd be different if you're like, you can't trust them because blah, blah, blah. But it's like, you can't trust them, but we could two years ago when they were investigating right. this other woman we sure, didn't like. Sure, That's where it gets crossed the line for me of like, no, your logic doesn't hold up in any of this. Um, all right. More fun stuff. Uh, I feel more like a man because last week I changed the brake pads on my car. I've never done that before. That's impressive. And my dad had surgery, so he couldn't help me. He just sat there and yelled at me and told me what to do, which helped. Definitely. Um but now I'm not going to die in my car. When I took my brake pads off, there was just scrapes of metal just taken out of them. And I was like, oh, God, yeah, I thought that sounded really bad. You're lucky your calipers weren't fucked up. Yeah, my rotors probably should have been replaced, but they weren't, like, fucked up enough. <laughs> um, so I felt okay with it. But yeah. I'm just saying, I'm turning into a man. You know, I'm 30 cool, years man. old, and I'm finally going to figure it out. That's so. cool. I can change tire. I yeah. can. Yeah, uh, yeah. I can change oil. I can, uh, I can, uh, battery. I'm sure you can do shit with some batteries. Yeah. I can change the battery. Yeah. Um, but that's about it. Yeah. Well, the, the brake pads, I think I could maybe learn how to do. Once I knew where they were at, it made sense. But I, I was like, I don't even know if I can get to that. So I had to, my, uh, brother in law had to, I had this belt that was all wobbly. And so he had to like align this belt and like tighten the things on the belt and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was, ridiculous like the one that like the one belt that runs everything so it yes. has to go around like nine yeah yeah and just like knowing like the order in which to wrap it around things and the you know direction and all that stuff i was just like man that's i'm sure i've told a story crazy. before but i really wish i would have went to votech in high school but like it wasn't a cool thing to do and i know like that shouldn't matter but you know what it just did matter <laughs> to me in high school what was cool in a way and I so we took the ASVAB test your junior year of high school and I made a 93 overall but I made a 99 on the electric the electrical part and a 99 on the mechanical part That's and so cool. I was like I know shit about cars still don't but it's like all graphs of like if this engine did this and this turned this way what would happen at this wheel and it was like I don't know fucking video game puzzles to me sure and I so I didn't really well on it I should have just went to Votech and been like all right teach me how to fuck with cars right because I obviously have some aptitude for that shit but instead i didn't and now i'm like oh i don't know but as i was changing my brake pads i realized it's very similar to my current job where i work on computers and like i'm a lot better at computers now than i was before my job because i can just take shit apart and be like oh i'm gonna do this and see what happens whereas it like when you own your own shit you're not taking shit apart right yeah i'm not just gonna take apart this computer in front of me and be like oh i wonder what's inside this whereas then my job i just have to all the time like well, it's already fucked, so let's see what we can do. Um, and cars are the same way. I think if you just fuck with them enough, eventually it starts to make sense. Because by the end, I was like, okay, I get it for at least this one task of like, well, this has to do this, of course, because this does this. But sure. before that, I was like, I don't know. I have no fucking clue at all. Right. So um, I just made a big you know, discovery that doing shit is how you learn shit. Doing shit is how you learn shit. Um, so one thing I want to bitch about is I get tired of this birthday charity shit on Facebook. <laughs> and here's the thing. 
if I'm not going to give you a birthday present anyway, and I'll tell you everyone in the world, I'll give a birthday present to my wife, <laughs> my mom and my dad, my niece and nephew. And I'm pretty sure that is it. And my life that I give a birthday present to my Miriam. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. My dog got a birthday present last week. So her birthday was five days ago. How so, sweet. um, that's it. Like I'm just stoned. I used to get powwow birthday gifts until like he we didn't live together anymore and he had a family and shit. And he ain't getting me shit and I don't get him shit. That's <laughs> fine. That's cool. Uh but then people are like, Hey guys, instead of birthday gifts this year, I want y'all to donate to this. And I'm like, Well, you weren't getting a birthday gift anyway, <laughs> so you know I'm not donating anything. And I've seen powwow, speaking of him, donate to some of this dumb shit. And I'm like you don't know. I'm like, you know them. You ain't seen those motherfuckers in five years. Why are you donating to a charity for them? It's just weird. <laughs> Maybe I'm just mean, and it's the Ayn Rand in me. You know, because no, Ayn Rand's so against charities. I mean, I, I agree. I I, uh, I always think it's dumb. Uh, I'm always like, I mean, I, I don't know. It just seems to me like you fucking donate. You know, like right. if it's so important to you, you fucking donate. It just has that whole self-righteous vibe to yeah. it as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, Oh, you wanted presents? Not me. <laughs> I yeah. wanted people to donate to this cause. Sure. Oh, it's fucking people. Um, so earlier I said something about learning shit. Reminded me of, why is it that we say we're taking a shower or taking a poop or taking anything in which you literally don't t- Like, it's fucking weird. Sure, sure. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I think, um, I mean, language is cool. I think... My favorite uh, thing about language is, um, I'll actually tell me to do my two favorite things. Okay. Top two list. Top two two favorite. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, so my, number two is contronyms. So you've heard of synonyms and antonyms, right? Yeah. So have you heard of a contronym? No, but I'm going to think it's a contradiction synonym. Yes. Yeah. So it's basically oh, yes. a contronym is just a word that is its own antonym. So it has two meanings, and those meanings are contradictory. Aloha, kind of. Yeah, no, yeah, sure. So, but then also like, um, uh, what's a good one? Good contronym. Um, sanction, right? So if you if you put sanctions on a country, you're doing something to keep them from doing something. Right. You don't want them to do something, so you sanction them. Right. But you can also say, you can also sanction an event, right? Right. Which is where you're approving of it. So sanction is one. So anyways, contronyms are cool. But then my favorite thing about language is um, unpaired words. So basically because we stole like our language from all these other places. Right. In a lot of cases, we took words that have pairs, but we didn't take their matching pair. So it's a word that would suggest that it has uh, antonym that doesn't. So for instance, um, a gas can be inert, right. but it can't be ert. Right. Right. <laughs> um, uh, another good one is uh, you can be disgruntled, but you can't be gruntled. Right. And what's interesting is even if you could be gruntled, it sounds like what you would mean when you say you're disgruntled, right? Yeah. So disgruntled should mean like you're happy and gruntled. You know, I'm very gruntled right. today, you know? <laughs> Yeah, English is dope uh, because that my only thing I really know about it that I think about often is that if any word is really short, it came from like old English. And if anything's like fancy, it's like from French in the scenario of like if you live in a hut or a house, 
like it's very like took a one syllable hard word but if you live in a mansion it's right. like a fancy word because it's a rich version so like right. every rich version of shit's just fancy sounding right and it's because it came from french and because the french moved in and took over the royal era of england at some time and then yeah. they just started using all those words and then that's why like all cuss words are short like fuck cunt and all that stuff is because like <laughs> that's what the poor fuck said and so that's just how it is um my wife teaches English, so she knows all kinds of shit like that, but I never remember it. I'm like, oh, yeah, well, did you know numbers have been the same forever? They've never changed. <laughs> <laughs> there was never an evolution. Yeah, you can contradict someone, but you can't predict someone. <laughs> so that's what you think with the con, right? No, not necessarily, because, like, congress and progress. Oh, yeah, right? same. Yeah. Um. Like, I always say I'm a contrarian. And I'm like, well, is there like a trarian? Yeah, yeah, you can't be a trarian. Yeah, you can't be a trarian or a pro-trarian. Um, all right, last thing that I'll bring up, because I know you do have to leave eventually. I you do. Got shit I to do. To um, is Red Dead Redemption 2. I talked about it for like a second last episode because I'd only played it for an hour, and I bitched about how walking was really hard and that looting an item was square and looting a body's triangle, and that's just so fucking stupid to me. Now, I will start with all my grabs first. <laughs> it is really slow, but if you've read any reviews on the game, people will say that. And, if, and there could be an argument to be made it's supposed to be because it's the West and you don't have cars, and it's supposed to play slow, right? It, get, it puts you in the feel of it, right? But it is really slow. Just a slow game, especially to get into it and shit. The controls are stupid. When you first play it, if you come off playing any other modern game, you're going to be like, why the fuck are the buttons mapped this way? Like, it just doesn't make sense. That being said, I'm 13 hours into it. I don't want to play anything else but it. And the buttons aren't an issue for me now, you know, once you get in the habit of playing it. But there is a little learning curve there. I will compare it more to Skyrim than any other game I've ever played. I would compare it more <laughs> to that than I would... Red Dead Redemption 1. I like, saw a meme. Uh, yeah. I saw a meme about Red Dead Redemption 2, and it said Red Dead Redemption 2 is just Yeehaw Skyrim. Yeah, I would, <laughs> I would deal with it. Like, in, in all the best ways. Like, I text Powell throughout the week of, like, dude, you really need to get this. And I tell him that about so many games that he doesn't, but he loves Skyrim maybe more than me. I mean, he hasn't played as much as me, but he, like, Power doesn't love a lot of games, and Skyrim's one of them, right? And I was like, dude, this shit plays like Skyrim in the sense that, okay, I know where I want to go. I'm going to go over there, and I got to walk it because there's no real fast travel in the game. I mean, you can unlock a little fast travel, but it's like half-assed. Um, but on your way there, you're like, ooh, there's bubbles in that pond. I bet I can catch a big fish over there, so you'll stop and fish. And then I'm like, yesterday I stopped at this house reached in the chimney found a treasure map pulled out a treasure map and was like you know what i haven't looked up anything about this game yet so i'm gonna see if i can figure this fucker out on my own and it had like the name of the place it was at a picture of a, a lake and some arrows drawn and i basically found the treasure and i was so excited and then nothing happened and i looked something up for the first time of like why can't i find this and i guess my game glitch because it that sucks i was at the place so therefore more skyrim comparisons <laughs> uh very glitchy game um this morning, my wife watched that just blue screen of death on me. You know, the PS4 does that. And she was like all nervous. She was like, oh, my God, you just killed the legendary wolf. And I was like, I know, but hopefully it auto saved it. And it did right afterwards, but still lost, you know, get 10 minutes of play. Um, so it's just huge, but it is so much like Skyrim. So I would say if you like Skyrim, you will like it. Uh, 
because Skyrim doesn't control great either, but it's more about the world and exploring. And this is to me totally about the world. Like you're walking by and like the way I got my kick ass horse, I told you earlier when you first came in, like took me a long time to find my horse I wanted was some guy needed help. Um, he was like, Mr. Can you help me? And I pulled over and greeted him and so I'd help him. And he bent down to do something. And his horse kicked him in his head and killed him. What the fuck? And then I reached in his pocket and he had a contract or the owner slip for the horse. And then now I own the horse. And that's how <laughs> I have that horse. And it was so awesome. And I was like, oh, this game is fucking great. I think that that's foreshadowing. I think that's telling you that that horse is going to kill you. Oh, uh, we have a bond. Our bond level's maxed out. <laughs> it was a girl. So you fucked the horse. Yeah. And that's I what I tell that me. horse. Um, <laughs> So anyway, I really like it. So a lot of people are hating on it. I do think if I'd done like a game of the year, I would probably still put God of War over it because God of War was like perfectly paced. And so like in some sort of storytelling sense, I think that was better. But this is definitely you get lost in it more. Like I'll probably play it for like five more hours a day and maybe do one story mission, right? Like I'll just get so distracted by like, well, I'll go rob this house. Let me go <laughs> look in here and see what's going on. Also, I'll play like an asshole. Most games I do try to be like the good guy, but I have the, on this, you're like running from the law. So I just always in my mind, I'm like, you know what? You can't have anyone on to you. You got to always keep the law off you. <laughs> so you'll kill someone and then there'll be like a witness. There's like a witness saw you. My wife like looked at me like a murderer earlier. She actually <laughs> kept calling me a murderer because I killed a guy because he found gold and I talked to him about it. He was like, don't steal my gold. So then I antagonized him and then he pulled out a gun and shot me. So then I blew his head off. But then another guy on the road saw that and was witnessing it. And I was like, oh, damn it. I'm going to have to go kill another person. So I <laughs> snuck up behind him and killed him. And then no one saw it. Is it a game that you can play without killing anyone? Uh, eventually, you would probably have to kill someone on certain missions because you play gangs. But you don't have to kill innocent people. Sure. Like, you completely not kill innocent people. But I... I, I do kill. But where's the fun in that? Right. I'm just a black cat in the game. That's just how I'm playing it at the moment. <laughs> black um, cat. Maybe eventually something will change in me, but I'm still like, we're outlaws. Sure. Right. And so I feel like that's important. So do you play mind. the same character from Red Dead Redemption 1 just like no. earlier? No, no. He is in your gang. Gotcha. Um, he's like a new young guy, gotcha. and you're like second in command of the gang. Gotcha. And it, it is interesting because in the first game, you know, you know, he doesn't have a great ending with them because he leaves them sure. or whatever. So you're like, to me, I'm always waiting for like, I wonder what if they show that or maybe that's the next game or whatever. You think he's going to kill you? Oh, maybe. Like, that'd be a cool ending. And yeah. then maybe you could control him at the end or whatever. Uh -huh. instead or yeah, something. that'd be cool. Um, on the run. But like he has scars in the first game. The first mission that you see him, you see how he gets his scars. So it's like they do little callbacks and stuff. That's um, dope. But I just also like the setting a lot more. It goes from like snow to swamps to more of like our climate here in sure. Oklahoma, as opposed to the last game was more deserts sure. and stuff. Uh, so I do think it's a little more fun variety of landscape. And it looks good. I know you were concerned. I think it does look pretty good. Yeah. I, well, I had just seen some trailers, and I, to me it just looked exactly like Grand Theft Auto Five with no updates at all. Right. But I saw you playing a second ago, and it does look really good. Um, I still think that the character models look really cartoony, but that's kind of – that's just Rockstar. Right. But, yeah, the, the background and landscape models, like you said, look really good. Yeah, I, I also agree that they, the character models could be better. Uh, the cutscenes when they're up close, they look a little better. The main thing I've noticed is whenever you go to cinematic mode, so when you ride your horse across, you can set a waypoint, start running, hold down a button and go to cinematic mode so you don't actually have to control it and it'll just do it for you. 
And on that, the mane of your horse just is really stiff while everything else is all flowing. And I'm like, <laughs> I feel like they just forgot that. <laughs> so I don't know if I'm reading it right or not, but that's my idea. Um, but all right, man, I know you got to go. So I'll let you go. Dom, I believe is going to be on this next part. And then we'll get into our email and some other shit that we got. All right. Deuces. Peace. So if you have any questions, suggestions, or corrections, please email us at a podcast with Mo. That is a p o d c a s t w i t h m o at gmail.com. Perfect. Boom. What up? We are back with Dom. What's up? All right, so I left off a few things on the first half because uh, Wyatt was in a hurry, had places to be. So first, got to shout out our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash a podcast with Mo. And we have three patrons that what? are on the better fan list, which means every week I have to shout them out, which is Snappy, my mother, and Travis. So Travis knows who he is. And um, yeah, anyone else can do can join and you can listen to the episodes early when they're ready. And uh, I shout out your name. That's the only other benefit besides your support in the dream. Eventually, we're going to make uh, cooler tiers that really mean shit. Yeah. How about to say maybe you make a tier like I'm now meeting you in person, even though everybody's probably mostly met you in person. Right. I always wonder. I would love if someone who's never met me listens, but no one writes in that's never met me. Yeah. So or snappy, at least like when they know someone on the podcast or we have someone writes in. So. We'll see um, if how it all goes. I know Snappy someday wants to sell T-shirts, and I had an idea. We could just make a tier, like a one-time you pay $25 on Patreon, you get a T-shirt, and we could work out something no. so it all works. Because we need to get people to make Patreon accounts, because yeah. that's the holdup, <laughs> is that they don't have an account, so therefore, because if you just gave us a dollar, that's cool. I'll take a dollar from anybody at all times, but just having making you make an account is the hard part. Yeah, that's the that's the the barrier all right so i had to get that out of the way and then also um i feel like i need to read an email because i have an email here so my cousin rusty he writes in almost every week these days which is perfect because no one else writes in and we need someone to write in and he has definitely taken on the mantle of that if i'm using that word correctly so and you can add some of this because he brings up my mixtape i know i made you listen to it at least so um, last week on the podcast, in case you didn't know, I just didn't have a second guest because Chris had yep. shit come up. And so I just played my podcast as the second half of it. No, or I'm sorry, played Your my mixtape mix yeah. on the second half of the podcast. And it worked out fairly well, I guess. I don't know. I didn't get many listens because I didn't share it because like I just wasn't trying to share that shit of like, hey, check out my mixtape because I just don't on my like personal Facebook normally share my music. Yeah. Um, if that makes sense. So anyway. Rusty writes in, says, so I was listening to a song two or three on the last podcast, and the clicking sound reminded me of a Geiger, Geiger counter. How do you pronounce that? So Snappy hates song three on the mixtape because of the clicking noise. He thinks it sounds like chattering teeth. I only made the beat because I love the clicking noise, so it was talked about last week. Oh, man. See, like, if I'm – because there's eight tracks on the mixtape. So, like, the first four – are ones I really like. Right. And then the last one, number eight, because it's got that it's got a cool beat. I like what you've done with it. It was the right. it was the one I think you got from Yeah, a sample of my friends. Yeah. Band. Yeah. That is true. Um so I don't even know what a Geiger counter is, Rusty, but I'm gonna look that up. Um, I don't know what that so is I can, either. So I can know if you're correct there. 
Um, it says, I think all in all, the songs had some good lines, but the music and the mood just wasn't for him, um, if that makes sense. And I totally get it. I think if you're like not kind of already in a downer mood or yep. whatever, it probably <laughs> wouldn't be like the coolest shit in the world. Um, he said kind of like uh, he probably feel better if he was in, you know, a down mood. Like I'd relate listening to big timers get your roll on if I was in a Cadillac versus a smart car. So what he compares. <laughs> Look, it. you can listen to big timers anytime you want in a smart car and on a what red wagon. Right. I don't care. <laughs> See, Rusty is the reason I was cool to these black dudes in, from New Orleans. So I went to nerd camp, right? And at nerd camp, there were these two black dudes from New Orleans. And when they met me, I like loved cash money and big timers and little Wayne. And they were like, they never met a white person ever that liked that stuff in new Orleans. Like, I don't know. It was like, that's it threw, weird. It threw them so <laughs> off. And I was like, Oh, that's all my cousin listens to. And I ride around in the car all the time. And that was rusty. Rusty just fucking loved cash money shit. So he is the reason I was cool to, um, uh, those two guys. That's dope. Um, it said side note, congrats on the no cigarettes thing. Yeah. I haven't had a cigarette since August 17th. Um, that is congratulations. That's a good job. And I had for every day wanted one. And then this week I kind of noticed I was going away until like Friday. And it was just like all day Friday and Saturday. I was like, fuck, I want a cigarette. And I don't know why. Like it's been a long time, but I just see someone with one. I'm like, mm, yeah, seems cool. I, 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 I could really get in on that action. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. So Russie has some small theme, at least, of religion always seems to be a part. So he says, so in the early Catholic church history, uh, they suppress Galileo and other scientific thought. I don't know that this really happens anymore. Why do you think that religion means a person stops striving for knowledge? I've heard Neil deGrasse Tyson say that religion is used to explain the unknown, and that's about it. I think this is really old world, an old world thought. I think religious believers don't go around saying, don't waste your time on studying the universe around you because religion. All right, so at least here, and this is what I noticed the most about modern Rusty's thought process is it seems to be i do feel like i hear a lot of religious people hating on science and then to rusty's point i think he feels like he hears more sciencey people hating on religion and i and i have a friend from the east coast i used to rap with and he's heard my raps where i say i'm not religious and he wants to argue with me all the time and he has the same arguments to me of like where he's at there's not many religious people going around saying stuff so he's like, what are you talking about? Religious people aren't like this. And I'm like, maybe I'm about not to say that's, I'm about to say in the Bible build, that's exactly how it is. Right. I do feel like a lot of times I say something and then it's like, but that, but that's not in the Bible, sir. And you're <laughs> met, you know what I mean? Like you're met with that response. So I think that's a little bit more of a perspective. I think a lot of people act like you're wasting your time. Like I took a biology class here in this city we are in, in which my biology teacher said we are not teaching evolution. I'm a Christian. And this was in a university class. And I was like, holy oh, shit. Oh, my God. that It made it easier. Not going to lie. Class was easier. <laughs> but that was weird, right? And so, I don't know. Maybe it's correct. Maybe there are a lot of religious people looking for the scientific truth or whatever. And I'm like, mm. the Catholics The Catholics do have a whole, like, uh, I'm trying to remember what they're called. Like, people that do, they're like doctors and they do study shit, right? Yeah. Um, and they're the ones that will come out and be like, we have concluded the Bible does not rule out aliens, you know, and they'll say, you know, make some statement on it or whatever. Well, then you're getting into the Masons at that point. I know, dude, Freemasonry <laughs> all the way. Um, it says, uh, one thing the Church of Jesus Christ of the Latter-day Saints teaches outright is that God is an intelligent being and that our quest to become as knowledgeable actually to become as God is. This means acquiring all the knowledge we can, understanding all we can, and eventually becoming creators of worlds. I mean, that sounds all awesome. Um 
but I, I don't know enough about the ch- Church of Latter-day Saints and like what happens there, but they're also pretty famously seclusive about shit that happens yeah. behind certain walls and shit when you ask questions. So I don't know enough about it. Um, I do know of like Planet Kalab or whatever. And that's only because of ancient aliens. Ancient aliens <laughs> taught me that shit. Um, there is an African village, sir. And they know they talk about how God lives on this planet, the circles, the sun, and they know exactly where it's at and they'll point to it. And it's the same one that I believe the Mormons believe is Kalab. And I'm just like, the fact that two cultures are far apart, mine held the same planet. Crazy. I mean, let's see. Uh, I don't know. You're right. Because right. <laughs> that I mean, it is mind boggling how two different two different right. cultures just come to the same kind of conclusion, well, even though they don't say the same thing. Right. And I, like, I've always the thing I love about the pyramids is that the ones in Egypt um, are laid out in the Rhine's belt, and then so are the ones in South America. And it's yeah, like, that, and that's exactly what I was. And that could have been about, a coincidence, like, like the sure. Mayan empires, right. how they had their like they could have both looked at the Rhine's belt and been like, "Oh, that's cool. Let's do it like that." But what's the chances, right, that two people built pyramids and did that shit? I, I just, all that's fascinating to me. Um, all right, he has a little bit more of this email, if I can remember where I'm at here. Uh, it says, the aforementioned phase just seems crazy to me that people still believe it. it. says, may the Da Vinci Code just revived it and is still alive, but well in some other parts of the world. I don't know. So good work, guys, from Rusty. So, yeah, I would just love it. And I think this is my problem and why I kind of got off religion at one point in time is I've always been like, but what if it meant this? Like, can we just imagine, like, instead of it being so literal, it really meant like kind of like the Da Vinci Code or how the Da Vinci Code was fun when it came out to me. I was like, yeah, what if it was all this stuff, right? See, I feel like if the Da Vinci Code came out like now, it'd be a totally different. Probably. Uh, like people would interpret it interpretedly totally different i can't even speak for something <laughs> yeah i agree but like i just i like having all those thought exercises and where i feel like at least to me when i was in church and i was asking questions or bring it, like my grandpa was my sunday school teacher forever so i'd like ask him questions and it's met with like if you don't if you're having any doubt or you don't believe wholeheartedly then you're fucked and quit asking that question i just always got that vibe like are you doubting yeah. Or why are you asking that? And you're just like, oh, I'm just curious. I'm just, well, no one could know. Only God can know. And I got mad with that. So to me, that did go against scientific thought mm-hmm. in some way. So again, I think we just have different perspectives and probably it's somewhere closer in the middle of the two thoughts, but between me and Rusty's thought here. Um, so anyway, I'm going to go on to my mixtape because we brought it up last week. What do you think of my mixtape, Dom, besides the clicky noises? Um, I thought it was overall. I thought it was a good mixtape. Well, I mean, it was eight tracks. I think it was like 24 minutes, something like yeah. that. Um, so it was short, but. That's my new goal, I think. I think I'm going to try to do that because that's easier in a way. It is. I mean, it made it a lot easier for me to just like just put on real quick and just like listen to or like uh, listen to it while I'm playing like a video game because I recently bought Soul Calibur, right. so I just like having music on while I'm playing it. Right, and it's easier to consume. Like it really is. I I like the short like thirty thirty well, minutes or so. Something I've never been able to pull off and tell this one because um, all my mixtapes before have been like I want to do as much variety as possible. Like I'm doing eighteen tracks. I want to be the eighteen different genres of rap or whatever. That was always my goal. Like I want them all to be different. Whereas in this one, I was like, no, I want eight songs that go together. I'm about to say it was a very like the theme was right. consistent throughout. Yeah, I, I thought so too. And so I was really happy with that. Um, I do think there's I made some catchy hooks, which I'm really it's really hard for me to make catchy hooks. And there are times like my waffle walker. I'm like, God damn it. 
I have fucking weirdo song stuck in my head. See, that's funny because that was the one I actually didn't like the most. Like, I was like, oh man, this is too much for me. Right. And Um, honestly, that one I sent to my friend Skinny and he lists all my shit. He he normally vibes out to basically anything I make. He's like, great. It's all great. And that one, he was like, yeah, man. uh, (laughs) (laughs) That one's weird. But me, when I hear, like, I just think it's perfect i don't know i just hear i'm like yeah perfect i don't know um and i'm trying to get weirder with shit because again i'm not ever gonna be a great gangster rapper um chances are yeah and even if i was good at it i think when people saw me they'd be, they'd be like, like what the fuck do you do totally discredited like, right there yeah, that's i've what done nothing i just made up gangster rap so um i do think it was somewhat authentic uh so i am happy with it but it, no one wrote in about it besides rusty so i'm guessing it didn't have like a huge impact um, I'm trying to get to where I don't care. And then also I'm about back to making beats, which I told you a little bit of before this. And me and this dude, Tavon, I believe is his name. I've never met him in real life. It's one of those like we probably should meet in real life if we're going to. If we're going to start working together. Collabing yeah. on beats and shit. Uh, but maybe if I do, he can come on here and explain about the business of making beats or some shit. Because there's oh, so be much good. shit. I, I would like to hear that like from another also, like, kind of producers. Right, because he I know he makes money um, every month selling beats. So, I mean, I know he has figured out a little bit how to do it. And now we're collabing on a beat because I made a really weird fucking beat this last week. And he, I sent it to him like, hey, what the fuck do I have to do to this? Because I feel like I'm missing something. And he basically just pitched like, let's collab on it. Send me the files and we'll work together on it and sell it and split the money. Or maybe he's going to give it back to me. I can rap to it. I don't know. We haven't talked it all out yet. Um, I'm cool either way. Yeah. So we'll figure it out. But that's just where the music shit's at. And then at the end of this episode, I'll just say it now. I'm going to play a beat I made a long time ago using my cousin Brandon. He plays the guitar. And I and he has like a little SoundCloud page of him like riffing out on a guitar. So I downloaded some of his guitar playing and sampled it and made a beat out of it. <laughs> and it's not real good. I mean, this I made this like over a month ago. Like when I it was like when the first, first thing start, I learned how to sample. Yeah. Actually, I used this. So it's not amazing, but it's kind of fun. Um, also... I've been on Reddit trying to like, you know, get some feedback, give some feedback um, on the music making business. What I've learned, and if anyone out there, probably small chance, but maybe if anyone out there uh, makes beats or rap music or has an opinion on it, this is what I've learned. If I put a beat up and I'm like, hey, what do y'all think of this beat? I always get told uh, it there's not enough progression. It's just the same thing. But when I make it, I'm literally like, well, I'm making two verses and a hook. Like, yeah. I want the verses to be the same. So I feel like it's producers saying like, well, if this was an EDM track, you want it to take you on the journey, right? Like the buildups and drops and shit. But for like a rap song or for me, I that's just distracting. Like I was if about I'm to gonna say, rock, you should like preference that when you start putting out this be like, this is supposed to be for so-and-so kind of song or whatnot. Maybe, man, that's what I need to do. Because like to me, I can rap to any beat you've ever heard on the end of this or that I've ever made because I have one verse I go to from Call What You Want To My eight-year-old verse that i just have in my head like it's like 32 bars and i can do it to anything at any time <laughs> i even done it to like a country song the other day because now i'm learning what bpms are mm-hmm. i mean i always knew it but i didn't know it the way i know it now to where i'm like i can literally rap slash sing to anything to any song like as long as you figure out what the bpm is there and i don't know it's just great it's amazing stuff the way i listen to music now but i just i'm like well i can rap to all this so anything you are saying of luck there's not enough progression and I don't know. It's just something I don't quite understand. And if, I don't know if that's just a producer thing. And then, like, when rappers get beats, they're like, all right, we'll cut that shit out. Right? Like, in my yeah, mind. Yeah, that could, that could be a thing. Is it like T.I.'s in the studio? He's like, oh, that was real cool. But cut that shit. 
because I'm racking just, on this. I just right? want this right here. Right. Yeah. So I don't know how it all works. Um, that's why I need this Tavon dude, I guess, come on here and explain to me how, how beat making fucking works. Um, all right. I have a question for you specifically kind of not even a question. It just came up again this week. I saw I always have a problem with cultural appropriation and like people getting upset <laughs> about it. Like, I just don't get it. I don't think I mean, I get it. I understand at like a base level what people are upset about. But I feel like when you sit and really think about it. I never understand what anyone's really mad about. All right. So what? So what's like the actual question? Then? Um. Like, well, just like if there's someone having an Afro cultural appropriation. So I don't know. We see little like Kendall Jenner, I think, was the most recent one. Like they put an Afro on her for Vogue. Yeah. And people were like, how dare you? And I'm like, first off, she probably didn't choose it. But even if she did, if I just don't, I don't see where it's bad. I don't yeah. I, I'm about to say I don't. I understand like the the idea of like cultural appropriation like hey if you're doing this you're really just demeaning another like what they actually did but i see like i don't know what what kylie jenner you said right one, she of, doesn't, one of the jenners she doesn't she doesn't know a damn thing to right. begin with or like you'll see a lot of t- i remember it was a few years ago and powell was upset uh, kind of about this and it was like the governor or attorney general somebody in our state's daughter wore an indian headdress and she was a blonde-haired white girl and they're like cultural appropriation wearing an indian headdress and i'm like i guess i would need to hear the context of it right that's, that's my thing like if they're just going just around always, like like they went to the Halloween costume store and they, they got the headdress there at the costume store, then that I might have a little bit of a problem with that because then now you're saying we're just um, characters, these right. made up characters. And I can see that. Like I was explaining on last week's episode, it was uh, about blackface to Snappy and how yeah, I see, I was do about that, to go right? blackface. Like. And, and <laughs> but I do in general think that if you if I was to wear an afro, like I can't because you see my hair, like I don't think it'd be possible, but. If I did something that was quote unquote part of the black culture, it's going to be because I like the black culture. It's not going to be like, like, I just think most of the culture appropriate. It's because like they enjoy it. Like you see the guy walking around with a fucking, oh, God damn it, a gi oh, right? yeah, and yeah, a yeah. sword. And you're like, how dare you culture appropriate the Japanese? <laughs> no, you're like, all right, fucking weird fuck wearing your gi around town. Like, so I just, it's just weird how people, and I, and I'm bringing up all my mixtape of Elvis, right? Like I briefly bring up Elvis because yeah. I it's my way of being like I would get his perspective because I I rap and people were like that's not quote unquote a white thing to do. Um, I just don't know if it's cultural appropriation. Sometimes I don't know. Yeah, I mean, and if it is, and it's like you can't have a fro. It's like okay, well you can't straighten your hair, and then we're gonna all have a you can't do this fucking movement. When I'm like, I just think you should all be able to do whatever you want. That's funny. The now I'm about I may start going on like a little side note. Oh, here. go for it. But I was wa- I was looking at something the other day. It was oh I think it was actually one of the one of the Kardashians. They said that's retarded. Oh, yeah. I I'm I think it was Kim Kardashian. Yeah. Something mm-hmm. like, oh man, that's retarded. Like and I remember when we were kids, like, man, we could just say like yeah. that's retarded. And I'm like, what's the difference between me saying that's dumb? Because I could say that's dumb all day right. and nobody's going to flip their shit. But if I say right. that's retarded, oh, God, you hate the right. mentally disabled. I'm like, is, no, I'm I'm saying it's I'm saying the same it, damn thing well, by saying it's dumb. It's right. I would say that if we still called, and I, I don't know what name we call them now currently, right? The handy capable might be the current term we use. But if we still called them retards or people like that, then it would make sense that you could now not use retard for other things. But if we're not using retard for that. 
What, what am it? I using it for? Right. I mean, and I'm, I have but retard thought. is slow. So right. if I'm saying that's retarded, that means that's you're slow. Or it's it's, this, it's just, the culture wanting to be offense, offended. Everyone yeah. wants to be offended. And I mean, I think about this with uh, retarded. And I actually cut something out of the podcast a few weeks ago because it didn't come off well. But I'm going to try it again here. We'll see if it gets cut oh, off. Okay. Um, I said the same thing about like the word faggot, right? In the sense of. I would never call a homosexual person a faggot. And I would never call someone slow retarded. Yeah. Ne- yeah. Not at all. I understand So, that. like, and I'm not saying I want to use the, the faggot <laughs> word, but I was saying at the time that when rapping, like, if you have a rap and you hit hard with the word, like, it hits so hard and it's like, and I know it's mean to say, like, it's such a horrible insult, but, like, when Eminem drops faggot in a song. See, that's exactly what I was about to go to. I was like, I just think of Eminem as soon as, like, it just goes hard. And I'm like, it's bullshit that no one's allowed to say it because you get offended by it. And same with midget. Like, and I know that's another <laughs> fucked up one. And Tom Segura has this whole thing about not being able to use uh, midget and and retard and stuff in this stand-up act that's way better than anything we're going to say on this podcast. But it's like, you don't use it for anything else. It's not like, like, what else were you using midget for? Yeah. And they're like, don't use that word. And you, it's like, what? It can't even get confused with anything. Like, I don't, I just don't get the world. Yeah. We're all offended. Yeah, I was about to say everything. Um, everything is in my mind. Everything's free game and a joke. <laughs> right. So if I want to use, like Michael Scott says in the office, he's like, "That's what makes it a joke." Yeah, like it's just that's the whole point of a joke. Rap right. battles. That's the same thing. Everything is free game and a rap battle and a joke. Right. Um, and like jokes are dying nowadays. I hate. So I'm now another right. side note. It's why I like fucking, Hobson. <laughs> like Hobson's one of my new favorite rappers because he's like crazy, like old school Eminem, where he's gonna say some shit that you know he regrets immediately, but he's gonna say it and it's fucked up. Yeah, and I, I love it. Yeah, fucking, it it just drives me insane because I hate like comedy nowadays. I hate like puns. Puns are easy, and I hate people that you. I don't hate people that use puns. I just think that's easy comedy right and i i want to i'll tell you something i've talked to my wife about for a long time now is i have a cousin chad who we don't hang out as much anymore and stuff there's a whole crazy story might get to it someday but back when i was in college and you'd hang out and stuff me and him shared this one sort of humor together that i think you would get and i think a lot of honestly like black people that listen to hip-hop music would get right but for whatever reason me and my little cousin chad just had it perfectly where we would just yell fucking random rap lyrics in the middle of a conversation that would work, right? And yeah. I did it. I saw Pow Wow yesterday. He happened to be in town. And he said something about pull up. And I went, pull up then. Hey, <laughs> yeah. He like, <laughs> looked at me like, what the fuck are you talking? And I just, and it was like this brief moment. I was like, fuck, man. I just miss being That's able. That's shame on you, Pow Wow. That's shame. You I know that. I just miss being able to be around. And I, maybe I just, because I don't hang out with people anymore. I right, have to listen to rap music. Of just being able to pull out a rap lyric. From fucking nothing, right? So like, um, I'll even try to think of like it happens all the time. Like, with, like with me and like my friends. Like, if I go back home, right, to like Ardmore, we're we randomly say something, and then all of a sudden, like, it'd be like if you asked me for a drink and I handed you a drink, and then I said, and you can thank me now for no reason, <laughs> just because I have Drake song popped in my head, and you would be like, yeah, yeah, thanks for the drink, and like I don't know, we would just do shit like that, or like. I just all the time have Bone Crusher yelling Bone Crusher come up in my head. Attention! Right, and it's like I don't get to share that with anybody. Um, So anyway, that was a tangent, but it's been in my mind recently. Um, And I do need to hate on the band The New Time Zones. So we mentioned earlier that I sampled a song from New Time Zones, and that one is cool. 
the last song that was on the mixtape because I freestyled the hook and it sounds like a fucking rock band sort yeah. of hook or whatever. Um, but I got to hate on them because I shared the fuck out of their stuff. I've talked about it many times on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I have shared their album release on Facebook through my personal page and through the podcast page. And I got zero shares from new time zones on any of my shit. Never on a podcast. Never on a mixtape. Did you say anything? So now they're going to be... We're going to have beef with new time zones. Oh, I'm just going to announce I'm, I'm going to expect this diss track then right. next week. So <laughs> I'm going to reverse sample a song of theirs and it's going to say like you know some horrible message backwards sort of thing i don't know um i'm just you know i gotta just hate on them in case someone from their band listens to our podcast i'm a fan of this i feel like you really got to bring the negativity in to get people (laughs) listening all right i need to bring up another thing with you you know i hate tyler perry yes and I've heard he's killing off Medea. I also saw that as well. I'm very excited. I, I am too. Even though like my sister and my mom are not. I don't know why. Because well, I do know why, but I'm not gonna say it. Um <laughs> <laughs> it'll go unspoken. Right. But it needed to happen. It needed to happen like ten years ago. <laughs> yeah. Um I've just never enjoyed Tyler Perry's humor. Um it was I mean, like I, enjoy, I do enjoy some of his humor. I mean, I don't like enjoy the Medea thing, but I enjoy like some of his plays and stuff. Oh, see, I've, I've only really seen of his Medea stuff and then the House of Pain on TBS in which Conan used to make fun of every <laughs> fucking night on the show. And I hated that show, too. And there was just something about that. Um, it was almost like it was a corny version of Martin, right? It's like he took the whole Big Mama's house. But I mean, that's corny. what it is. It's more of a... But I guess he's actually Medea. He's not. I'm about to say it's more right. PG than what right Big Mama's house could do. But I'm just saying I'm I'm just excited that's happening. And I, Tyler Perry's made so much money. Like I mean, good for him. I'm not saying he's he didn't so do anything rich. wrong. <laughs> I just don't enjoy it. Look, if I can make five hundred million dollars dressing up as an old grandma, I'm going to do that every single day of the week. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. All right, one other thing I want to get into that I mentioned earlier in this podcast with Wyatt. I talked about Red Dead Redemption too and i just want to reiterate because i feel like i didn't go back and listen to this already the first half um i think i came off way negative but i do love the game like it's all i'm playing yeah i was about to say that was the first thing i did when i got over here i was like so how's the game because i saw you playing it when i walked in the door and And it looked awesome to me i compared it to skyrim earlier on in the podcast and i still stand by that and I was saying, like, even the downfalls of Skyrim were the same as this game and stuff like that. But I love Skyrim. Like, Skyrim's my second favorite game of all time. So for me to compare this to Skyrim is a good good compliment, not at all bad thing. So um, I'm sure I'll have more thoughts. I just love how fucking random shit is. It's like, like when you walked, (laughs) when I answered the door, when you, I I was on, like, this auto run shit on my horse, and I opened the door, and I turned around, and four horses had jumped on my horse and tapped. Attacked oh, wolves, me. Wolves, or wolves yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. Four wolves <laughs> jumped on me and killed me while I was like talking to you, like, oh, call me. I was like, God damn it. Was all fucking pissed. But um Red Dead Redemption 2 is great. And then I know you're a little bit of a Blizzard fan, like you like Diablo. Oh man, Diablo is like my favorite. <laughs> right. I know they recently announced the Diablo mobile game and people are pissed about it, I guess. Yeah, I will not be um, messing with that. I don't know much about that, but I believe they announced a Warcraft 3 remaster. They did. And I'm pumped because Warcraft 3 is in my top five favorite games for sure. Someday we'll redo that top five list. Um, And yeah, I don't know. I just fucking love Warcraft 3. So I'm going to probably try to get a PC that can run it. And hopefully it won't be anything too crazy. I mean, 
they'll be probably pretty user friendly. I bet. Yeah, I think so. Um, and I'm gonna get back on the Warcraft three. So Rusty, you know, get you a copy of that. We'll get on BattleNet like the old days. <laughs> I mean, that was the first game. Like a lot of people credit Halo as like they're like my first online multiplayer stuff. And I did play Halo two online and things like that. Um, but it wasn't anything close to playing Warcraft three. Cause I remember Rusty got Warcraft three who had wrote in earlier and I'd go to his house and just watch him play online. And then I got it and I just loved it. Dota, it was invented in Warcraft three mods. That's mm-hmm. why Dota's called Dota two is cause Dota one was a mod for Warcraft three. And I played that shit. Like I just love the online Warcraft three world. So I'm pretty excited. Yeah, I I understand that. I mean, it's gonna be good. I, I'll pro, I'll try to get it, but I also need to get a PC. <laughs> right. I mean, if they put it on consoles and could figure out a good control scheme, I'd be okay with it. Well, I didn't I know think they would do it for Diablo, and they figured it out for Diablo. So right. I don't. Yeah, I don't, that's true. I mean, but they had Diablo back, which had Warcraft two as well on PS one back in the day as with Diablo. But it does seem hard to make a real time strategy game on a console. Uh, but, I mean, Command and Conquer was on it. Yeah, but if anyone could do it, Blizzard can because they're fucking geniuses. Um, okay, I had just Kanye written down. You got any Kanye thoughts these days? Okay, so so Kanye last week. I don't. I, it's funny that you brought this up last week for Halloween. I dressed up as Kanye. Oh, sweet! <laughs> I went with the full like. MAGA head. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but it was in Russian. Ah, that's good. And I had, like, the hoodie and everything. So I, I did that last week, and I was in full character, like... Did you, like, puff up your cheeks a little bit? I mean, I don't I have do. to. I'm already big, so I, yeah, but I could already... It's not that Kanye's big. It's that Kanye has the chipmunk cheeks from his he surgery. <laughs> and it's just so funny. Um, I don't even know why I wrote down Kanye. I just know he's always in the news, and I always defend him. Oh, I know what it was. His new thing is he's now saying he was being used by the right and he didn't believe that and that they have hijacked his message or something to that extent Kanye you open yourself up to it bro. I know that's how I feel as well but I always just say like but I like his music that's and what I'm saying I also it. don't think that like we should take political advice from Kanye and I don't think we should take political advice from Ted Nugent for the Fox News side or like you know the white crazy guy side on that side yeah. like some people make good music and are creative and they're artists and all that but that doesn't mean they should be telling you how to think so I just don't know why we always care. I mean, that's, that's cele- society in general, you know, like <laughs> we follow the pop culture. So, yeah, that's true. Um, all right. And then before I do want to get into some basketball talk with you because, you know, you're here. Oh, but boy. before that, <laughs> I had one time Chris came on um, and I had this whole idea of like, I'm going to pitch some movie ideas to you. TV show ideas, combination of see what you think and chris just did not respond at all to him but i had one idea this week that i go i think don would get this one all right all right the movie is stars kevin hart okay wins the lottery buys an nba team and makes himself the starting point guard tell me that's not the funniest (laughs) fucking movie he would do that because he would actually do that that is fucking hilarious (laughs) you could have him like and if they worked with the nba they could have him buy like the thunder someone who has a good point guard like the warriors like he buys the warriors and benches Steph. oh that'd be so good (laughs) it was because all this lottery talk was happening copyright copyright (laughs) yeah um honestly if it just happened and I predicted it, I would use this to yep. show everyone I'm a prophet of some sort. Um, I just think that would be a really funny fucking because he already does whole NBA. TNT I can legitimately thing. see this. Like right. I see this like fully now. So we got to ride it and then somehow get it in Kevin Hart's hands. And he was just in Oklahoma like a few days ago. I'm about ago. to say, did you Missed see that it. he got the jersey from Russ and PG, like oh, a OKC jersey with 
like it had the number 18. I don't know why 18. Maybe that was his high school number. But they gave him a frame Thunder jersey, and boom. Maybe it's just the year. That's oh, what I think of. Yeah. I, I just saw them. So I watch a lot of – we'll just go into basketball because that was kind of semi-related. I watch all my Thunder games on Fox Sports – Oklahoma because I don't have ESPN because I don't have a login that has ESPN and it's just a whole (laughs) fucking thing right and so I watch the TNT games if they're on TNT but all the rest I've watched on Fox Sports I enjoyed the new guy I was about to say that was the first thing that struck me as weird I was like man what happened to that old ass guy and then they replaced him with it I was like did he have a heart attack nah he probably no oh you don't know what happened I feel like he got into some kind of. I feel like it I was. Did hear uh, this. Yeah, it was that he said Russ was out of his cotton picking mind. Yeah, yeah, that's and right. And then they that's basically let year. him go because they say that's racist. Now, I defended him. You know, I don't like him as an announcer. With in my in my thirty years on this earth, not that I'm that old. I always just was like, well, that's what you say instead of motherfucking. I feel, I feel like we, yeah, we talked about I this when, it, when it happened. And it was like, you just replaced motherfucker with that. That has not, He wasn't trying to say he was a fucking cotton pick. I don't know. Yeah, I remember this Now, I agree. He sucked. Now, I can't wait till they get rid of, if they ever do, the other guy. The old black guy? The old black guy that, guess what? He was once a big man in this league. Because he, he says it every fucking minute he, and a half. Well, he has to bring it up. He was like, oh, man, back in my day, I used to rock the paint. Like, <laughs> out of here i know like for one like back in your day like you there you weren't starting like that like you were getting abused i know dude it's (laughs) so funny and same with the guard they have on the halftime show he's like See, when you're a guard this league, when you're a guard this league. He's intense. He is so intense. I'm like, damn, I'm getting hyped just from watching this shit. I'm like getting into it because I I normally don't watch the and they're just so like up everyone's ass on the thunder right it's hard you can't get like an unbiased viewing yeah but it's been enjoyable at least i've watched all the games um and last week i hated on the thunder and specifically i hate on alex abrinas which is definitely justified i saw this by the way (laughs) definitely justified (laughs) i was like I'm fucking out on Alex Abrinas. Everyone likes him because he looks like he's white. And he, they think he can hit threes, and he can't. And in my mind, I don't think I express this way. It's like, if you're making him on NBA 2K, and I could go look at his actual ratings, you know his three-pointer is his highest rating, but like his actual three-pointer is like just average with everyone else. So it's like, sure, he's a three-point shooter, but not like... Out of this world. Right. Yeah. And then this week... Since we recorded this, he just went off and like fucking destroying teams. Yeah, it like, was great. He scored moments. like twenty five points one game. Oh man! So the Thunder are a weird team. They started the season zero and four. Yep. And as we record today, they've won four in a row, and yep. now they're four and four. Yes. Which is a complete opposite. I know at the beginning, like Rush was out two games, and then he was coming back, and uh, they coughed up that Boston game, and it was it was. It was frustrating to watch, but now they've kind of rounded in the shape. Right. Um, this well, is the team I kind of expected to see. Well, they still have which a Which is terrible weird, free throw shooting for some. They have a weird two-guard scenario at the moment. They just do. And even Robertson coming back is not going to help, I don't think. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's good at defense. They play great defense. But the NBA is so much different. That kind of leaves me on a thought I had this week. They won two of the games this week that they didn't win and their first four games because the refs just weren't calling fouls. So like, well, that's the NBA in general. I don't know if you've n- seen any other like, games in the NBA. Has it but just turned around after that first week or something? Yeah, every game in the NBA is like very loosely, like loosely called, and because everybody's just getting buckets for day. They can go to the no, hole without. I get that, but it's like the first four games of the Thunder. It was like no matter what they did, it was like whistle blown, whistle blown, whistle. Well, that's blown. how it always is when you first come off of the like when the refs 
because um, they're new this season. Yeah, yeah, so they try to enforce the rules that they're going to enforce for the rest right. of the season. Whereas in like the Charlotte game, there were plenty of times, and I'm not saying it was a foul, but it would have been called a foul if that was one of the first three games of the season. Right? Yeah. And so there were moments of like, oh, they're just getting away with a little bit more here. Paul George does not look good. Oh, That's Paul George takeaway. was really bad last week for like, Oh yeah! Oh, he was pretty bad. But last I was week. excited about the Hornets game because the Hornets had the number two offense and mm-hmm. the Thunder. In and this time of been like, getting buckets a whole year. No one can play defense. Somehow the Thunder just playing ugly is going to quote unquote make them look like they have the best defense because they're going to have <laughs> like a the lowest average scores per game because like it just seems like it gets ugly or whatever. Well, I mean, and the Thunder averaging half. like 109 points a game, right? So now, they're. They're the first great. half of the last game we watched, they scored like 79 points. But before that, their first halves have been pretty weak. Yeah. And then it was like in the second half they were coming out just going crazy. Uh, but, yeah, it's been a weird a weird season. I still want to like Dennis Schroeder, but he hasn't done a whole lot yet. I mean, he's done enough. I mean, he's done enough for me to like him. He's come off the bench. He's averaging, I think, like 14, 15 points. And he should rise that within the next month or so, so right i think once they i like when they play him and russ together i do too um i think it looks way better um and then i always get even though i just said paul george looks shitty i just get really uh mesmerized might be the right word when he does that little move uh between the free throw and the three-point line mm-hmm. like you'll have like the high screen and then he does like a little yeah step on. I, I know you exactly know, what you're talking you about. know he's gonna make it if he does it, he's going to make that shot. Like, I've never seen him miss it. And it's funny because he kind of moves in slow motion when he, he does. does it. <laughs> he does. It's like an animation in 2K. Yeah. It's like he hit the button. Now he has to wait for the animation to finish. And you're like, but he'll make it at the end of it. Um, other NBA stuff. So Derrick Rose this last week scored 50 points, which is awesome in a way. But I, I want to preface it with, okay, it's so like two years ago. And I honestly want to say this, and I'll bring it up to Chris because I think he might be on next week. And Chris shared this thing where he like, loves Derrick Rose. I just think in today's world, I'm just so surprised more people have been like, remember when him and his friends raped that girl like two years ago? Man, that's very funny. I heard the same thing the other day and I was, so I'm conflicted. Um, Derek Rose, if you know me, like personally, I don't like Derek. I never, I didn't right. like Derek Rose um, because he competed with Russ and it was like, Derek Rose is better than Russ. And right. I was like, well, they have the same stats. Like during like Derrick Rose coming up, I was like, well, they have the same stats. Why is Derrick Rose viewed as better? They're the same athletic point guard. And now Russ is obviously right. taking the reins from that. But that was my first beef. And then my second beef is all the injuries and then him leaving New York, like taking a leave of absence and then taking a leave of absence again in Cleveland. Right. And then, yeah, the rape thing where he actually testified of what he like. He didn't like rape, but. The details no, of what actually so like someone should probably I mean if you're curious it's not about him it, raping but it was like a gang well it was this from what I remember and I, I'm sure the details are me exact but from more or less they interviewed him and he didn't under his definition of rape versus what normal people's is was way off yeah. to where you're like oh we can't even ask you if you raped the girl because you're a definition of it. it's fucking crazy and then it it was something extent of like a girl came to his house he asked if his him and his three friends or something could all have whatever, and she said no, and then she woke up in the middle of the night to all of them yeah. on top of whatever. And, like, it's horrible shit when you read it, and now it's just it's just strange that in today's world people are so quick to be like, his highest career game ever, and we just forgot about 
I mean, I definitely, I mean, I'm going to feel for him because he did, like, he did come through all the injuries and everything and score that. So right. I definitely felt that, like, at that NBA sport, moment. Right, and just his sports story, if this was 20 years ago, it would be like, that would be a great moment. Yeah. But living in today's world, and, you, and you're and you like, but you got to remember that, kind of, and especially because he admitted yeah. to it in a way. Like, it'd be different if it was an allegation or something, but... It, so anyway, that, I thought about the whole time, and I only thought about it for Chris because Chris shared that meme, you know, like <laughs> it. And he, to me, Chris is the top that would have remembered that. Yeah. And I guess that's why I was like, oh, I'm going to route this down in case Chris comes on this week. And then y'all did. But same general idea. I do like Derek Rose. I like his story arc. That's what I'm saying. I like the story. That's and, what I really liked about it. Um, I don't forget any of his past transgressions or the fact that I still don't really like him. Right. <laughs> like in general, but I like that story and what or overcome to kind of get that 50 point game. Right. See if there's any crazy standings at the moment on NBA shit that I'm not aware of. No, just the Warriors dominating, making it look easy. I know. Well, I'm at least glad Steph's had his good breakout game. I, I I'm, love I'm actually really happy that Steph is like, like Steph is the leading MVP candidate right now. He oh, yeah. is looking crazy. And I'm like, man, good job, Steph, making KD look even less important. <laughs> right. <laughs> so the best record in the league, I believe, uh, Golden State. Yeah, that's the Warriors. <laughs> and then Toronto has been looking really good with Kawhi. They have. Uh, um, Milwaukee is surprising. Milwaukee and the Nuggets are the other teams with just one loss. Yep. The Nuggets, I don't think I put in our playoff picture and if, and if i did it was really late like eighth seed i about to say i i went back and forth i have it still in the car actually like <laughs> I'm, the, I'm i'm gonna keep it until the end of the year oh, just good, so perfect. just so i know yeah. um i don't know if i put the nuggets in there too i'm gonna have to look at it when i go back and outside. san antonio i feel good about because i was like I, I felt good about demar DeRozan. yeah I, I remember talking about san antonio and like i had him kicked out and then i put him back in and i put him back in because they're san antonio how can you not have san antonio right. <laughs> uh memphis is actually the number what is that sixth team right now in the yeah league. that's not gonna i don't think that'll last either um the pacers have looked real good boston had a good turnaround because they started off shit yeah they started off like two and two and they were just well, like it was just bad. I listen, like you know, to a lot of Bill Simmons, and he loves the Celtics. And he has this whole theory that he does think they have too many pieces. Like it. Well, I mean, they've been figuring out. Like it, they've been figuring it out recently. Like right. they, they're well, figuring his, their roles. I, I think part of it is he does what I do with the Thunder. Like he tries to jinx it, right? Yeah, or whatever <laughs> a little bit. And but he's telling this idea of like they're playing Gordon Hayward the last as one of the best five, and he's just not right now. And like, how long is Marcus Smart okay with that? Of him getting sit on the bench for Gordon Hayward to go in there, who's not playing as good as him right now, yeah. and it's like it's true. It just depends on how those guys feel on the bench, and we I don't. Yeah, and I mean Gordon Hayward has has looked better the last three games that I've seen him play. So right, um, and then we got Portland, which is always good, but I just never believe in them. Yeah, after reason. after last year, man, <laughs> how do you get swept? I agree. Um, Sacramento. Right That's now, not going to sustain thing. either. Um, even though I love De'Aaron Fox, I like, he's one of my favorites. I mean, I, I like. I've always liked the Kings uniforms, so like they're always like my second choice on NBA 2K. Of like, if I'm going to start a franchise, I'm not choosing the Thunder. I'm like, I like the Kings uniforms. So I'm yeah. going to go with them. Um, so I always want to like the Kings. They're just. It's never happened before, really. Like anything good since like the whole Mike Bibby era. So I just <laughs> don't see it happening. Um, 76ers are right underneath them. I'm assuming they'll at the end of the day, be there, but they yeah. haven't looked as good as they people thought they would. Um, I mean, 
I thought they were going to be the four seed, and that's what it, I still think they are. Right. So um, Charlotte, like we mentioned earlier, is looking mm-hmm. way better. Houston is not though. Houston looks <laughs> terrible. We're gonna see <laughs> how far until we get to Houston because we're. Um, and then Detroit looked good at first, but there were they're opposite of the Thunder. They started off like and then yeah, amazing. And I was like, I came Blake last put up week. that fifty point game. I know last week on the podcast I was like, I'm pissed. I didn't put Blake as my dark horse MVP candidate <laughs> when we done our predictions. And then yeah, this happened. And then Thunder right after Detroit on the list. And then Minnesota, which I don't know what to think on Minnesota. I they should just get rid of Butler if they're not going to play him. Just take whatever deal you can. Yeah, I mean Houston offered four first round draft picks. How do you not just jump at that? Well, because and I heard a counter argument out of like it was really like two first round picks. Once you subtract off some math or some other shit that they were doing, like you could be looked at like that. But I'm like, even then, if you got a guy you're not playing, yeah, versus you get this shit. So I don't see why you don't do it. Yeah, I don't either. Um, I don't know who was gonna do it. Miami could jump up. I still think the Clippers could come out of nowhere because no one's talking about them. But we'll see. Um, I honestly don't want to pay. I wouldn't want to pay for Jimmy Butler, even though he has like a great uh, urban legend going on right now. I mean, yeah, what he had the practice thing right ever since then. It's like, oh, Butler, uh, Utah. I see. I had Utah number two in the West was my prediction. They are at four and five at the moment. Yeah. Well, they started off hot, too. Right. Um, they I think they're on like a three game losing streak, something like that. Right. So we'll see what happens with the Utah. Uh, the Lakers right underneath them, which. I'd say I didn't think the Lakers are going to be great or out the gate. It's going to take a minute. But for whatever reason, a lot of people in, like, you know, I'm sure shows you watch as well, ESPN, The Ringer, all that, were all hopping up the Lakers. Closer the season got, the more and more they were rising up the list. And I was just like, I don't know if that's going to work. I never thought so. I thought they were going to be, like, six, seven, or eight seed. Like, that team, that team's not constructed well as of yet. Right. I don't know what they're going to trade for. Hell, they could trade for Jimmy Butler. I don't know. Right. But that team's just not – they don't have shooters. LeBron yeah. needs shooters. Yeah, I mean, they have the same problem with Thunder have, really, at the moment. Yeah. That whole no-shooter thing. Um, then we had the Pelicans, in which Anthony Davis may be the MVP, or could be as well this year, if they actually win some games. Mm-hmm. Um, Miami, I haven't heard anything about Miami this season. I know that Josh Richardson guy they tried to trade to the Timberwolves ended up becoming a pretty good early season anyway. He's averaging like 20-plus points a game, which is cool. Yeah, this Because is- how often does it, out of nowhere guy points per game jump up like that yeah and this is basically just d wade swan song so that's all they're doing right this is just a farewell tour <laughs> right and then um houston comes in what's that like 20th or so at three and five um i would felt pretty confident that carmelo was going to be at a definitely a detriment to their team but i I did also realize that's just me being a bitter Thunder fan. <laughs> well, it's me, me. Well, I'm super salty because he agreed to come off the bench for Houston when that's all I wanted him right. to do for the Thunder. I was yeah. like, if you'd have just done this, we could have had a very working, happy relationship. Yeah. But no, you got all pissy, and now you at Houston, and Chris Paul got in your face like, "Hey, you're coming off the bench." That that's imagine. That's how I imagine it. Right. Like Chris Paul's like, "Hey, you're you're coming off the bench here." <laughs> I, I I totally agree, and now. A lot of people are saying Carmelo's washed. It's hard for me to believe that. But then again, I mean, he's, evidence. He has evidence. Good <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. Um, and then the Knicks, Brooklyn, Hawks, Magic, Dallas, Chicago, Washington, Phoenix, Cleveland. So, so those are all bottom. Yeah. Bottom. I'm going to say something real quick about the Hawks and Mavericks. Yeah. 
their, their two rookies have looked really good. Oh, yeah. Darnage and I'm um, glad Trey, Trey Young. Young has had some good games so that because I did think it was going to be a complete like the Hawks got so fucked in that trade deal, right? Yeah, it looks. So I'm glad that it looks really good. They're both doing good. Yeah, I, I agree. Now I do think they might have to get rid of Dennis Smith Jr. I don't know if he fits with Luca Dallas, but they can figure that out eventually. Yeah, because I mean, there's a lot of point guards. So you could trade him and for something else, and they get a different point. Yeah, and he's still super young. Like he, people are going to want Dennis Smith Jr. Right. Uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, and I was wrong on Cleveland. They're the last team, and I thought they were going to get, <laughs> get the eight seed. They're so the bad. <laughs> Kevin Love's out for a month or so. Oh, it's bad. Man. Oh, one of the biggest uh, arguments I think that me and uh, Snappy had on this podcast last week was about Spitgate. So, without telling you who was on whose side, we were 100% opposite on our takes on the thing. What did you think about the Lakers-Rockets spit game? All right. So, one, I love me some Rondo. So, I'm just going to say that up front. I may be a little biased here. Um, I do think Rondo was very slick in what he did. Um, He did a veteran move. Not a veteran move. A dirty veteran move. Right. By kind of spitting to the side like he... He knew what he was doing when he like launched this. Spit. Right, like, he had me for three days, being like, "I don't think he did it." Yeah, he knew what he was doing, but he also knows Chris Paul. Like they hate each other, right? And Chris Paul's like the dirtiest player I've ever I've ever seen, and he hasn't got called out for it, right? So I'm glad Rondo, like he just said, "I'm doing this. What are you going to do about it?" Right. So I'm on Rondo's side. If the if if we're just going on whose side think, I'm on, right? My my own takes where Rondo had a better connection on his left jab. So oh, he did. I want to be on his side because Chris Paul's shots I didn't think were good. And I loved Brandon Ingram doing what he did. And Snappy was all saying Brandon Ingram should be suspended for a year, trying to do some cheap shots. And I just enjoyed someone having their teammates back so much and all the passion and heart. That's how I viewed it. Yeah, there's a, a year. Jesus Christ. I mean, that's kind of what Ron Artest had happened, though. Even longer. But Ron Artest went Attack into the stands. Yeah, I was about to say, this is player-on-player crime. I, like, I did think he was going to get, like... I don't know, six, seven games. <laughs> I got. thought they would all get more than what they got. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Paul got two, Rondo got three, and he got four. I was like, that seems a bit low, but right. I don't know. Um, so anyway, I just had to get your opinion opinion on that there. Um, anything you need to bring up, man? Um, Not really. I, I think I'm actually turning into an alcoholic. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, it's absolutely depressing, but um, I kind of live by myself now. And I have nothing to do with my life, so I've started turning to the booze. <laughs> hey, that's fun. I mean, I don't have many friends. You're always welcome over here. Um, but booze is always fun. I, I just don't do it often. I honestly probably really drink twice a year, maybe. And then on occasion, I'll be like, sure, I'll do one shot. It's like you. twice a week. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I mean, and I, and I don't think that defines somebody as an alcoholic. Oh, but, no, man, no. I just feel like puts me in a calm place, and I don't have to think I can just... Like, kind of at home now, just drink and play video games. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> whatever makes you happy is where I'm, what I feel, man. Alcohol, I don't think it's the worst thing, but it's just not my thing. So I'm, I'm I, about it. I understand. <laughs> not my favorite. Um, And now I did, before I was 21, drink a lot. Isn't that what everybody does before they're 21? Yeah. And then and once they hit 21, like, I could buy this. No, nah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Um, This is super random, but I'm going to say this in case anyone wants to go back and re-listen to this podcast. Wine has the funniest fucking joke in this podcast that I didn't catch at all whenever we were doing it. And when I went back and listened, I did. So I was getting the episode after it, but it's too long to be an episode title. So I'm mm-hmm. just going to tell everyone now, then go back. Or 
I'll just tell you now in case you missed it, is he was saying about how the package bomber delivered bombs to, you know, liberals' favorite people and Hillary Clinton. And so he was like saying Hillary Clinton's not oh, one of no. his favorite people. And I just didn't catch it when he said it, but going back and listen to it, I found it very humorous. So I don't know if anyone that's currently listening to the podcast heard oh, that bet. joke earlier, but if so, good job. Because um, I did when I first heard it. Um, all right, man. I think that's all I have. I know I'm going to try to work on getting some top five lists eventually again on the podcast. Me and you can get together and go over something we can maybe do. I'm thinking just off the top of my head, top five mixtapes. So like non-album. Oh, man, that's a good one. Um, I know what my number one is right now, probably just immediately. And I always think those are good lists. If you can come with that. Um, and then I do want to do rappers eventually. Um, and we've done rap groups previously. I just know out of all my guests you're pretty much the only one that listens to a lot of rap music. So we could do any of those sort of things and video games as well. And we could hone in on genres, specific ones as well. Like I know you love fighting games and I think we've actually did a top five fighting snappy one down, but you can bring on yours and I'll read. Yeah. I'm about to say, I recently bought soul caliber six great fighting game, by the way. I know a lot of people don't mess with fighting games, but a couple weeks ago, he said he really liked it. I have put a lot of hours into it, which is surprising because normally it's like repetitive and you're doing the same shit, but they got a story mode on there, and I just I just get lost into it, and I like trying to master the characters. I don't know. I know they have a crazy have a really character creator. Yeah. I, I'm at a weird place on video games to where I have three games currently that I'm – I mean, I've played all of them within the last week. Um, Red Dead Redemption 2, yeah, which I'm sure I'll play for a long time, or probably for the rest of the year at least, I would mm-hmm. think, going through it. Um and then Dead Cells, which I brought up months ago. Like I still played Dead Cells because I haven't beat it. It's fucking hard. And I'm not good at it, but yeah. I'm going to keep playing <laughs> it and trying. And then NBA 2K19, I finally finished my first season last night because I was like, oh, I'm like two games away. I'll just win them. Um, and so with that, I'm like, I don't think I'm in need of a game anytime soon, which is weird because normally I'm always looking forward to the next thing. But I'm just at the moment of like, what else? If I got something else, when the fuck would I play it? I'm playing yeah, these other games. Yeah, I was about games. to say, that's where I'm at in life as well. I was like, I kind of enjoy what I do now. I mean, I don't, I mean, even though I have like a lot of time to myself, I'm also like super lazy and right. I don't like doing shit. So yeah, I'll I'm, just lay in bed and just be like, what am I doing with my life? I have a very <laughs> weird balancing act. Um, if you ever want to know how to make beats, not that I'm a genius at it, but I could get, if you had a computer or a laptop, we could get you going or give you something to do. Because me... I would just find myself, I feel like somehow I'm being productive while doing it, even though you're not. It's just like playing a game. It yeah. really is. You're just fucking around. But you'll feel productive. Or like, I'll do this podcast. I'm like, hmm, being productive. And then, so when I have a day like yesterday where I spent like nine hours just laying in bed playing Red Dead, I'm like, <laughs> I earned it. Damn it. That's funny. That's how I feel about it. But, all right, man, I think we're good here. I don't want to make it too long, you know. Um, I'm sure we lost most people by now anyway. Uh, but, Everyone, thanks for listening. Again, this beat's going to be uh, one that I sample my cousin Brandon, who says he's going to start making me some more riffs to sample in the future. Um, so check that shit out. Cool. All right. Thanks for coming on, man. Thank you.